right, ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lefko Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lefko and Chris Sims. All right, okay, episode 59, ba-bang, feeling good in the house. Do you have a 59? Danny Trevathan. Oh, Trevathan. Right. I love Danny Trevathan. Uh, Mike Caldwell, Eagles linebacker. Also, uh, Seth Joyner. Oh, that's a good Baller one. Baller Eagles yes, linebacker. he was. And Jack Ham. Right. I looked that one up, though. Okay. Josh, you got a good 59? No 59 on the 2006 Rutgers football roster, so instead Are of looking out up... of the Rutgers weeds? Uh, no, because when we get in the 60s, we'll have some offensive There's a good in. 60, too. Yeah, there's some good ones. Yeah. So, uh, But in the spirit of my role in this podcast, no number for me this week. Oh, wow. If it's I'll not Rutgers, he's not interested. Then I'm not interested. Uh, Hi. Thanks for asking me, though. I appreciate that. Yeah, you got it. Uh, Gabe, let's see those stinky things. Oh, they looked uh, manicured today. How about that? <laughs> All right, let's go to control room, see the beautiful faces that make this possible. We've Whoa. got ourselves a packed house. Whoa. Whoa. We've got, we got a rookie in the, in the back. Hey. we got a rookie. Ooh, look at ooh, that solo ooh, rookie ooh, in the ooh. back. All yes. right, so let's go to him. ingest. Ingest, por favor. And the winner is... George! Hey, George. <laughs> You're the man. I like the finger point, the snap, Big the George, baby. Big George. All right, so I'm actually very excited. We have a very packed show. We are going to be mocking the mocks in this week's episode. So one of the first things we're going to do... Is the music ever going to stop? It will. Relax. Okay, jeez. Oh, there we still. go. <laughs> uh, well, first thing we're going to do, we're going to have Connor, who's someone that's been doing a lot of draft work with us, working with Matt Miller, NFL Draft Scout. I asked him this morning... Come up with some popular, come up with some popular topics that a lot of people are talking about that we can kind of talk about and see what you think. Right. Also, uh, there's there's a website that has all of the averages of more than a hundred mock drafts to see the most popular pick for each team. Yeah. I want to know what you think because okay. everyone's reading mock drafts these days. Cool. And of course, we're going to end finally with some Twitter questions. Ah. We're finally going to get to them. I said, enough is enough. I'm looking at the mentions, and we're going to give some people some credit. power player, kid. I feel it. All right, so I'd like to introduce you all. We're going to do some rapid fire here. Connor Rogers, give us the popular opinion, Mr. Connor. What you got for us? All right, well, the first one is Vern Adams. He's the guy on the left there. Quarterback prospect out of Oregon. has kind of flown under the radar. Um, Is this because... You know, is his size or is he a legit quarterback prospect? Because people on Twitter love this guy. They think he, out of all the quarterbacks, he's the sleeper. What's the deal here? We are in that time. We heard John Gruden saying, oh, you know, it could be Connor Cook. Right. So Connor was telling Which me. Which I'm shocked about. I can't even tell you. All right. Not only because of the player, but, I mean, John Gruden has never liked a tall, slow quarterback in the history of his life. And this year he decided to pick one well, to like. Well, he just does that. Okay, so he was telling me, though, that Vernon Adams yes. is like Twitterverse's favorite quarterback. Oh, my gosh. I said, Twitterverse. Oh, I, they I get all Sims. the answers. As it seems, go and check out Vernon Adams. Right. What do you think? Yes, yeah, so, and you're right. I haven't studied him, so I did this morning, really, because I've only watched him really in crossover stuff because I don't expect him to be drafted in the first two rounds, which I'm responsible for. Um, first of all, I mean uh, – I, as far as watching the combine, he was a guy that jumped out at me in the combine because he is one of the more natural throwers in the draft. Yes. He has an emotion a little bit like Russell Wilson. Oh, here we go. Now he wears number three. But Give me let's the truth. stop the comparisons right there. First of all, what's really to like about 5'10", 200 pounds, slower than Chris Sims? What is, what is the like He's about that? He's slower than you. He ran a 4'8", He is slower than Chris Sims. So that is a little concerning. He plays the position like Russell Wilson – except he does not have that athletic ability. He gets run down easily in the Pac-12 when he does try to uh, yeah. leave what the pocket. What about throw? Is he got he, a good he's arm? A, he does have a good arm. He can make all the throws. He is certainly one of the better throwers in the draft. What grade would you give him, round grade? Yeah, I would think he'd be somewhere where somebody would maybe want to take a chance on like the fourth round, maybe fourth you or fifth round. You wouldn't go earlier than No, that. I would not. He, first of all, is, and I know he's 20, 26 touchdowns, maybe six interceptions, whatever else. decision making's questionable. It really is. He made a lot of dicey decisions in both games I watched. Uh, And, you know, like a lot of the shorter quarterbacks, uh, I thought it was even more prevalent with him 
man, did he miss a lot of open receivers because he couldn't see them. Gotcha. So that is always concerning to me. So the hype uh, right now is a little unfounded. Added in your to eyes. the fact that he missed what three to four games because of injury in the pack. And he's already tiny. And he's already tiny. So all those things. And would you showed me a picture of him with his shirt off, and I was more impressed with myself than with right. Him. So th- there which is, is that's not true. right. I mean, well, l- listen. I mean, to play that position, to play it that way, yeah. you better be truly a special athlete and like Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. And you've a- seen Russell Wilson in person. And what was the first thing you said? He's built like a tank. Exactly right. Yes. And this kid's 200 pounds. All right, right, next one. What do you got for us, Kana? All right, so if you consider Jalen Ramsey more of a hybrid defensive back because a lot of people think he can play safety at the next level, Pro Football Focus has William Jackson out of Houston as their pure corner over Vernon Hargreaves and Mackenzie Alexander. Chris, do you have any explanation for that? Because we haven't heard a ton about him until about the last month or so. Yeah, okay. I know you're a fan of William Jackson. I am. So Pro Football Focus saying he is their number one pure cover corner. Pure cover corner over Jalen Ramsey, over his grade. They're they're saying if Ramsey's a hybrid over Hargraves, over Mackenzie Alexander. Well, I would say William Jackson has better man-to-man cover skills than Jalen Ramsey. Now, yeah, I really would. William Jackson's phenomenal. I will not be mad. Oh, that's my phone. Um, Anyone good? Yeah, no, it's not. Adam um, Schempter calling him. It's still vibrating, though. Please stop. Uh, but the, the, the big thing is there, um, first of all, uh, William Jackson is phenomenal. He's got great length. I think he's going to be the third guy off the board. I think so it's between, after Hargraves. Yes, I do. I think it's Jalen Ramsey, Hargraves. Then William so PFFs Jackson. have Hargraves under Jackson. You disagree with I that? I disagree. Well, you know, some of those might be because Hargraves got beat on a double move or whatever it may be. Uh, regardless, William Jackson is a really good football player. I think he's a better version of Eli Apple. Mm. I think he has better man-to-man cover skills. Like, I'm not enamored with Jalen Ramsey's man-to-man cover skills. Now, I do think he'll get better. Right. You he learns... think he's rough in short area quickness exactly because right. he's, he's more long strider. He's long strider. He's a big guy. He's got true some density. He's, yeah. He's got, you could see where he could be a safety. This, so, this, the extent of my draft, uh, I went and watched some William Jackson because right. I know you liked him. Yeah. And I just went, I love the way this kid plays. He's just jumping all over the place, and he, he can move. He can really move. He can really stick his foot in the ground. Right, but you would can, say Hargraves over him. I would, yes, but not by much. I'm telling you. Like, if uh, you I, like the length, maybe then you go with William Jackson. Yes, exactly right. If, if, but all right, if, so PFF's not far off. No, PFF is not far off. William I'm Jackson's keep cutting off. Again, you're okay with no, that. it's okay. I don't care. Even like with, uh, I bring this up a lot, like Kevin Johnson last year for the Houston Texans. Yes. Right, right, uh, what was he picked at 16 last year? Something like that. Somewhere right there in the mid-first. I mean, all three of them are better players than Kevin Johnson to me. Uh, and I would even say Artie Burns is better than Kevin Johnson as well. So you can put four corners that then potentially have top 16 type top talent. Last one, Connor. What do you got, buddy? So recently, Daniel's Hold on. You have to stand up and show the bicep on this one. <laughs> just, do it. just do it once. Just do it once. All right, one time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, recently, Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network said that from what he's heard, it wouldn't be a shock if Notre Dame's Will Fuller was the first wide receiver taken in the draft. Uh, we have seen players such as Ted Ginn, Darius Hayward Bay, Philip Dorsett, and even Tavon Austin drafted higher than we originally expected. Do NFL teams overvalue speed? Ooh, uh, I do think they, that some teams do fall in love with speed, yes. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Fuller, first of all, you know, I don't think he's quite physically as gifted as some of the guys he said there, like the Philip Dorsett's and some of those guys. Excuse me, I got the same thing you did to start. Uh, but regardless, uh, I look at Will Fuller, you know my thoughts about it. I don't think he's a legit number one NFL receiver. Right. I'm not sure really anybody in this draft is a first-round talent at the wide receiver position, except for maybe Corey Coleman, I could say that, but he's coming out of Baylor, so that scares me. Yeah. Uh, but – as far as Fuller goes, yes, teams do overvalue speed at times, uh, but I don't think he is as physically strong as a guy like Philip Dorsett or some of those other smaller receivers. Who were some of the other guys he named there? You're saying Darius Hayward oh, Bay, Dar- Tavon Austin. Right, and Tavon Austin, again, he was a little bit of a different animal as well. Uh, super explosive, super quick. You don't Will- see that at Will Fuller. No, Will Fuller, I think, does not play as fast as his 40 times. Right. And he doesn't really make a lot of people miss or do a lot of great things after the catch consistently. Yes. There are moments of it, yes. But uh, my, the bottom line is Will Fuller is what? A poor man's version of Deshaun Jackson, and there is no way his college tape is as good as Deshaun Jackson's coming out of Cal, and Deshaun went in the second Will round. Will Fuller is my reasoning why they should run the 40 with pads on. 
Let's see how fast they are with pads on. It's not you a bad idea. You don't play the game in underwear. You oh, play the game well, in the pads. The combine needs to be reevaluated altogether. Connor, great stuff, brother. Really appreciate it. All right, so now what we're going to do is we are going to go through, and I agree with that. There, I, you keep saying there's not, not sure if there's any round right. one wide receivers. Right. All the guys have questions this year. Yes. Um, I, let's go through the draft. So what SB Nation did, and I want to give credit to a rival website, I guess, uh, they, they take 101 mock drafts, and it's constantly updating. So as some people like R. Matt Miller change their mock drafts, it changes the statistics, and it, they're all averaging out who is going the number one at each pick. So we're going to start off, and I want to know if you agree with it. Right. So right now in the 101 Feel mocks, free to get in the conversation, John. At some point. He's over there thinking be. about his spreadsheets he's got to fill out later. I mean, so he's got too much on his mind. Now Johnny's spreadsheet's not even part of the conversation. For people that don't realize, Josh has a lot of work to do. Sims feels a little bit left out, so he gets a little bit upset. <laughs> but show the graphic. Here's the breakdown of mock drafts for the number one pick, Tennessee Titans. Okay. Currently, 84.2% have the Titans going with offensive tackle Laramie Tunsil. 15.8% have them going with Jalen Ramsey. Right. 0% any other player. Right. So these are the two, and you have said before, you'd go with Tunsil. I would go with Tunsil, especially who, who you got to think about the head coach, Mike Malarkey, who wants to be a power-running power football team. That's what he did when he was with the Atlanta Falcons and the Michael Turner days when Michael Turner led the league in rushing or certainly was up there. Uh, I think it makes sense. Tunzel's special, first of all, as a okay. left tackle. He really is. He is a franchise, all-pro, Pro Bowl type of talent at that position. And then you can move Taylor Wanda right tackle. Yes. And Malarkey can really start to have a team that has an identity or at least something that you go, huh, we got to watch out for this. I think all great teams have this. We need to stop this first thing. The Titans don't have that. They get a guy like Tunzel. Now you have to worry about the run game, Mariota doing gotcha. all the things off it, all, all those right. things. We have talked about Ramsey before, so yes. I want to move on. Yeah. Cleveland is very interesting as well. Right. Here are the percentages of the mocks. These are, of course, the popular picks for the Cleveland Browns. 65.3% of mocks have Carson Wentz going to. 20.8% have Jared Goff going to. And then Ramsey at 6.9. Right. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, the Carson Wentz thing, I understand it. I understand the quarterback thing altogether. I just can't believe there's nobody else in the conversation at all. I mean, uh, Cleveland could certainly use Joey Bosa. Uh, if they if they decide to go that route. Now I'm going to say would, this: would they a pass? lot of these, a lot of these, there's a ton of other right. ones. So I gave for most of these, and Nick back there, the rookie in the back, helped yeah. out. Uh, the top four. Right. I wanted the big ones. But with this, those were the main three yeah, names. Right. Ryan Scoff and Ramsey. But you're saying maybe don't forget about guys like Bosa. Yeah, Bosa. Or even for them, I mean, DeForest Buckner. Uh, it's not so crazy gotcha. either. This is a team that it's not been very good at stopping the run for the but last the few years. But the notion for the Browns is quarterback at two. Yes, which I would, fine you would with. understand. And, of course, Carson Wentz is the, the pick there to me. I don't think it's uh, – I think it's a no-brainer. Uh Listen, I don't think Jared Goff is – he's questionable top 10 talent, in my opinion. Okay. He's a first-round quarterback. I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback. Now is when the, the mock drafts get more interesting. Because right. I think the first two, a Tunsil-Wentz mock draft, if I were to see that, I'd go, that's run of the course. Sure, right. Number three, San Diego. 50 San Diego. Oh, we all know what it stands for. 51.5% for Jalen Ramsey. So Ramsey's still getting mentioned a lot. Right. 25.7 for DeForest Buckner, and we know that you think they need defensive line help. Yes. Joey Post at 7.9, and then Laramie Tunsil. People have him actually at almost 10%. Right. But well, you, what do you think about well, those numbers? Well, if Tunsil's there, I could certainly see them doing that and making the move and making him the left if tackle. If somehow he falls. If somehow if he falls. If it goes Ramsey-Wentz. The Jalen Ramsey conversation is interesting to me because I don't really get it. Unless, I mean, I guess to the Chargers. I, yes, I guess they're going to want to play him at safety. They have two top-tier corners. They have Brandon Flowers and Jason Verrett, who they just drafted in the first round two years ago. A lot of mocks that I'm seeing that have Jalen Ramsey going to the Chargers, right. they say losing great player Eric Weddle, Ramsey could sl The thing with Jalen Ramsey is right. every report is saying they need help at corner and safety. He fills both needs. Yeah, right. That's what they're pitching him at. Yeah, so and, and, and I don't, they don't need help at corner. Uh, listen, the safety thing... If they want to try that out, I got no issues with it. Jalen Ramsey is certainly capable of doing it. Yes. If, them, if I'm them at three, I'm going DeForest Buckner. So out of Ramsey, Buckner, Tunsil, Bosa, you're going with the 25% that has DeForest Buckner. Yes, I'm going with the DeForest Buckner. Which is really interesting because now the trend that I'm seeing is we're seeing Ramsey fall. Right. 
in in what we're talking about right yeah. now. Ramsey's being mentioned for every pick. Well, the Chargers, the Chargers again. I mean, we've we've been doing videos together for what two years now, and we've been saying. I mean, last year, what was the Chargers' pass defense? It was top five. The year before that, it was right. top five. And their run defense is always somewhere between 24 and 32. So. Uh, at some point, can we get, get? I know they people. got Brandon Meebane, but they need more big people yes. on their defensive line. Now to a very interesting one: the Dallas Cowboys, right. where I think a lot of people like to take risks in their mocks. Here's the most popular: nearly 50 percent, 49 and a half, Joey Bosa out of Ohio State. Yep. Next one, nearly 10, 12 percent, Jalen Ramsey. So Ramsey getting mentioned still. Right. Nearly 10 percent is Miles Jack, and almost 8 percent is Ezekiel Elliott. However. Goff and Wentz also had the same percentage of Elliott at almost 8%. So, so before you even go here, yeah. let me just let you guys know we did a report with Jason Cole today. I'm not sure you guys saw it. Okay. Uh, Cole said that according to people he's spoken to, growing sense inside the Cowboys organization that they will draft a quarterback at four. And he said that their logic is that they weren't, they're not going to be this high in the draft again anytime soon. Right. So they might want to use this pick to get a quarterback because they're not going to be in a position where they can get one of the top guys. So that again means that they soon. would be going with the 8% of either a Goff or a Wentz, whoever's available. Right. What which is your most take likely, on the Cole news? Because I, I hadn't heard that Which either, most likely would be Goff. And that Goff would scare me there right now in that offense because that offense is not overly creative. It's done because of Tony the Romo's phenomenal right after the draft ability. would be another Cal quarterback ready to wait behind a, 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 a fading star. Right. You know what I mean? Like his right. Rodgers yes. thing continues right. afterwards. Right. What do you, do you, what, what, if, if on draft night they took Goff, what would your grade be? Well, I, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be totally happy with that I, I really wouldn't if I'm a Cowboys fan I mean my grade would be somewhere yeah B something like the that. the only B- argument minus. that I would have to be counter with you right is if you go golf right because I know did you like the Bosa pick there well I like the Bosa pick I don't the Jalen Ramsey I like the Bosa and the Miles Jack pick the, the most there because my thing is right. you keep telling me it's a really deep defensive lineman draft right. and there's some good linebackers right you go quarterback in the first Maybe you have a Hassan Ridgeway in the second round or someone early, one of those guys that falls to get that defensive press. Yes. Well, I, I think. Because Connor Cook in the second round doesn't look as good as God. But the problem is they need edge people, and there's not a lot of them in the draft. And right. That's so you're either thing. getting Bosa or no. You're getting Bosa, or you're, yeah, you're taking a risk at really having nothing. And they have, like we said, no Randy Because you're Gregory, out of Noah Spencer. Demarcus fan. Lawrence has got the uh, coming off back surgery. And Greg Hardy's. And Greg Hardy, Greg of course, Hardy. not there. And then the Jalen Ramsey. So you Ramsey think Miles got, Jack at four, you actually like that one? Well, he could be like Derek Brooks for Rod Marinelli, who I was with in Tampa oh. Bay, where he could be the will linebacker. He'll never have to come off the field, and you have your starting linebacker for the next in 10 In terms years. of percentage of who gets to make that pick in Cowboys, right. how much is Steven? How much is Jerry? I mean, it and sounds who like would Steven or Jerry won. Yeah, like, yes, what do you think? exactly Jerry, right. Like, it sounds like Steven's the guy that's more influential there. Do I know? I don't know that, but just from everybody I talked to. Do you think there's any? And, do you think there's any chance that Jerry's going? You told me I couldn't pick Johnny Manziel. Well, now I'm taking my quarterback at golf. I think it's extremely risky. If I'm the Cowboys, and they have feel for what might happen in the end of the first round, I would lay off taking a quarterback at four. And then if you get to around 26 or 7 and Paxton Lynch is still on the board, then maybe I would tr- start thinking about trading up in the end of the first. Because then Paxton Lynch is the perfect let the guy sit here a year behind and Tony really Romo let- and learn so the position. So you'd rather mentor Paxton Lynch than Jared Goff? I think Paxton Lynch has a much higher ceiling than Jared Goff. So gotcha. that's so, my big so thing. So if you're going to have to wait, why not wait with the guy with the higher exactly ceiling? Exactly right. Yes. I mean, Paxton Lynch, I think, has some superstar qualities. And one I don't thing no one's talking about, Goff. having sat with Jason Garrett and having sat with Tony Romo, right. they would help that kid. Definitely. This There's, is not going to be like, I'm trying I'm to threat, think. I'm threatened by this Colin guy. Colin Kaepernick coming. ain't helping anybody right now. Well, yeah, he needs to help himself exactly. first. Right, right. Okay. Uh, number five, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time we're seeing Miles Jack take over the lead. Right. So in terms of popularity, it went Laramie Tutsil, Carson Wentz, Jalen Ramsey, Joe Abosa. Joe Abosa. Uh, Jacksonville. He used to say Joey Abosa. Yeah. Joey, Joey Abosa. Abosa. Uh, so Miles Jack over 66%. 
Bosa at almost 13%. Ramsey still there at 9%, which shows that people have him falling in their mocks. Right. And then their first appearance of Vernon Hargraves at about 7 Is Jack the pick that would make Jaguars fans the happiest? Jack would make a lot of, a lot of sense, uh, but so would Hargraves or Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I think they, they have a little Even leeway. Even though they went out there and got a Prince of Mukamara, they went out there and they got uh, Tashawn Gibson. Yeah, but but I you know I think, first of all, Jalen Ramsey schematically would be Richard Sherman there. Because he is the long guy that doesn't have that to play scheme. man. Exactly right. So you're saying Jalen Ramsey to the Jaguars he is He can play corner and be the perfect, perfect fit. for Jalen Ramsey. Yes. Everyone else, they might be asking too much. Agreed. Unless they feel that confident in safety. And then Har- Hargraves, again, yeah, is he ideally perfect for what the Seattle system wants as far as Jacksonville at that corner position? No. But Hargraves is a really good player that I think uh, it's going to be hard to turn down. And then Miles Jack. Yeah, Miles Jack. I think they look at him and go, okay, maybe there's our Bobby Wagner, right? Uh, the type of guy that's never going to have to come off the field. Just Again, fly around. Clean up trash. He's going to be great. And the in other one there mentioned was Bosa. Would Bosa be good I, there? I don't really understand the Bosa. You got because Don- you think their D line is so stacked. They're, it is. It is. It is stacked. I mean, Jared Audrick. I mean, of course, Tyson Dante Dollar, Tyson Alulu. Yeah, uh, we're missing some other people there. Uh, yeah, they just signed Malik, Malik Jackson. Jackson. Right. So, did you so say it, uh, I did not say Sinderic. They'll Fowler have him back. back. Right. So they have a lot of talent is, on the D line. Is one of those guys the missing piece for Gus Bradley? Like you made the comparison to all of the Seattle guys, but is there one of them that he really needs to I plug feel like in? Like Ramsey. Oh uh, yeah. Be the Ramsey Sherman. would be the perfect guy. Because you made them. the Bobby Wagner comparison too, which are two. Yes, lofty it would be. But I don't look at them as desperate for that. You know, they have a Pozluzny. They have Kelvin Smith who's ultra-athletic in the linebacker position. Uh, You know, I think a lot of their pick is going to have to depend a little bit on how they do feel about Dante Fowler Jr. maybe and his progress and where he's at right now. Interesting. So the one there that a lot of people have, if Joey Bosa's there at five, Jacksonville might not go with him. It's not the right fit. I wouldn't think so. Interesting. All right. Baltimore is where – Gosh, Baltimore is interesting. Baltimore is really interesting because they have a lot of needs. So All right, let me just say right, right away, Baltimore should be thinking Hargraves, DeForest Buckner. Yeah, I like this. This might be a fun maybe Ronnie Stanley. So what do you think the most popular one is for Baltimore? Oh, for Baltimore, I'm going to guess that most people are saying, ooh, mm, man, that's a good one. DeForest Buckner. All right, let's see the stats. And your answer is correct. DeForest Buckner coming in at almost th- – this is much better. Way to produce. <laughs> 38%. Ronnie Stanley, the first time we're seeing him right. at almost 26 because people are seeing Kelechi Osemele leaving. Yes. And, of course, Eugene Monroe and all the stuff with that. Right. Bosa still in there at 18.8. And there's Hargraves. Uh, those four guys, do you like all four? I do. I like all four. And do you like him in that ranking, Buckner, Stanley, Bosa, Hargraves? Yes. I Actually, I probably like – Stanley the least out of them. I, I look at them and go, their offensive line's pretty good. That's not desperate need that they need a, a so guy. So you know the backups that maybe people don't know and you think they're going to be yes, okay. Yes, and Eugene Monroe certainly is, can be a, a very good left tackle. Yes. Uh, they have a lot of money uh, in their, their other guard. I'm can't blanking on his name right now, their right guard. Yeah, he's uh, really good. Yes, he is. Uh, uh, Yanda, Marshall yeah, Yanda. Well, thank you very much. Ready to go, kid. Ding, papa. Uh, so, yes, I, I look at it that way and go, okay, offensive line is not their number one concern. Their biggest issue is they're getting a little old up front with Suggs and some of those. Chris so, DeForest Canny. Buckner So, DeForest there. Buckner. And you have Canny and Buckner. And I think Canny's a free come agent, on, too. Their secondary was, I mean, laughable last year. They, they, so, that's why. And you think Hargrave's a good fit for that scheme? I, I mean, I think Hargrave's can fit anything. I really do. Because yeah. he's elite man to man. Hargrave's, what, for everything you said, this podcast, right. feisty, angry. Yes, Baltimore Raven. It, per- it seems you know? perfect, right? And so Ozzy is one of the leaders in the clubhouse with Belichick in terms of, gosh, they always get that guy exactly right. Uh, one thing I wonder about Hargraves: Will Ozzy have uh, buyer's remorse because he took Matt Elam at safety a few years Out ago and it didn't work? Right. So is he going to be a little tentative on his Florida guy? Matt That'd Elam be interesting. Be great. Oh, those are mind games. But DeForest Buckner go to Baltimore. I mean, there you go. I mean, that's... Monster in the middle. Exactly yeah. right. That makes a lot of sense. Man, Baltimore is always exciting, even when they stink. Okay, <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. Who do you think the most picked player is for the 49ers? Well, it's got to be Jared Goff, because they don't have a quarterback, so they need mocking, Jared Goff. Mocking the mocks. Uh, that's, that's great. We got and, a, right. and he's from the Bay Area, so they got a real close look at him the last few years. I, I don't think you realize that when you do your mocking voice, you sound like your dad. <laughs> Like, you sound like Phil. I don't know if you should take that as a compliment or not. I don't really give a crap. All right, so I don't give a sh- 
All right, so got write that down. <laughs> Goff almost sixty percent. Carson Wentz almost nineteen percent. Right. Miles, Why does it go down with Carson Wentz? Like if they're not there, they're saying we've well, no, because no, this is what mocks oh, have what, him. You're so right, most sorry, mocks sorry. have him going to Cleveland. Right. Buckner at four percent, and then I also wrote this down. Paxton Lynch is at four percent. You just huh. said that about quarterbacks, so that means sixty with Goff, nineteen with Wentz, so that's right. almost eighty, and then four with Paxton Lynch. 85% Why would you of go mocks with, have a quarterback to the Niners right. at seven. If Wentz is there, go ahead and take Wentz. Why would you take – golf is not going to be as physically as good as Kaepernick or Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, but I don't there. think it's about but that doesn't physicality. Look good your, but, but it, they but need it, a quarterback. It's a little scary. Yes. All right, well, then and the Blaine only... Gabbert played well at the end of the No, they need to go Miles Jack and a name that was not on that list. Ronnie Stanley would be the guy to look out for. Uh, I mean, they have Anthony – You would go Stanley over Buckner? Uh Buckner certainly would be in that car. If he was there, I would be shocked if Forrest Buckner's there right. at seven. Right. Uh, but, no, if he was there, I would have a hard time passing that off. Yeah, but, but Miles Jack kind of gives you the Patrick Willis replacement. Right. And the Navarro Bowman replacement, frankly. Exactly right. And then Stanley, you think, and I think most people don't realize, the 49ers offensive lines has Anthony been great. Davis quit last year, right? They don't have so a right tackle. So you're going to trust him again? Right. So you got, you got Staley, right? Staley could be your left tackle. He's getting yes. up there in age. And now you got a guy like Ronnie Stanley who could be your right tackle, and probably a year or two from now, he will be your franchise at the left tackle position. What do you think about the 49ers trading up rumors? Yeah, uh, I mean, because that's been out there. Yeah, and, and for to a me, if I hear them trading up, they gotta they gotta be thinking Carson Wentz. Uh, to me, uh, that would be the more perfect fit for for their offense. But uh, I'm, they're they're an intriguing team at that position because they again too. Uh, if Vernon Hargraves there, you're telling me they're not going to think about Vernon Hargraves as well? Who's the starting corners for the 49ers right now? I know their safeties. Yeah, exactly corners. right. So it's Reeser and Acker and guys that have not, you know, Jimmy Ward maybe, who's played nickel slash safety. So. Well, hold on. So their, their D.C. is the old D.C. from the Browns last year. Right. What did he play? He, they play a ton of man. Right. And Hargraves is good in man. He would be perfect fit there, yes. Interesting. So but then if Hargraves were to go to Baltimore – then that could make that. That would then, again, now, go. Now do we get a William Jackson earlier than we thought? One of these guys seems like they're going to fall, right? Whether it's Miles Jack or a DeForest Buckner or a Jalen Ramsey. I'm not saying they're going to fall dramatically, but maybe four well, or five all these spots. names, as I'm looking at the numbers, Ramsey kind of seems like the guy that could fall. He but could. But Jacksonville makes sense. And also the name that I could see falling is Bosa. Sure, I could see because that Because I'm kind of seeing like him being mentioned in all of these and kind of going, I like the other fits more. Yes. But, but we just talked about this. There's not a lot of rush ends. That's the big thing. And, exactly and right. Are you going to wait for Noah Spence at and the end of the first? Some of my friends that I talk to, uh, and not that I talk to a ton of people, but they, they all kind of had the same thought I, I did in our film room. Say, Bosa could play outside linebacker. So – there's a lot of three, four teams that are certainly looking at him to do that. All right. The Philadelphia Eagles ah! with the eighth pick in the draft. 101 mocks have which player going to the Eagles? Ezekiel Elliott at number eight to the Eagles. Is that you doing my voice? Yes, that's you. I mean, he's just a good all-around player, and we need help with the running back position. DeMarco didn't work out. Uh, oh, I'm right. Uh, <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> All right, bro. That was, that was amazing. I didn't know I lived in Venice. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott coming in over 50% at 51. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, too, at almost 14%. People thinking Jason Peters getting old in the tooth. Vernon Hargraves at 11%, which I kind of look at their corners and understand why. Yes. And DeForest Buckner at 6%, which I think is a position of need for the Eagles that no one's talking about. Right. They lose Cedric Thornton. Right. Fletcher Cox is negotiating a contract right and him and Benny Logan played so many snaps last year yes. because of Chip Kelly's offense you need depth Vinnie Curry Brandon Graham like that's an, a position for the Eagles too they have no pass rush right now no they do not so if Bosa were to fall and that's would, a dream for them I would think because they would their think pass about rush it. is Brandon Graham and Connor Barwin right that's not a great pass rush no it is not but and you got a defense. I'm not going to get angry at Ezekiel Elliott. No, and you got a defense coordinator who likes to get there with his front four. So, yes. Yeah, you can't be mad at Ezekiel. But I, I also understand why Hargraves doesn't fit what he wants to do. But Hargraves does. He could fit what he wants to yeah, do. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Corlin uh, Finnegan, right? I was going to say guy the corner uh, from last Ronald Darby. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, listen, Hargraves. He's going to fit anywhere just because he's got great man-to-man. Have you looked at my I looked at my sheet? No, I have All not. Right, cool. So, uh, but Ronnie Stanley would make sense too. Listen, I'm not a fan of Ezekiel Elliott at eight. I mean, if you can get a guy like 
CJ Pro Size. What is your are, philosophy on running backs in the top ten? It's just not. Is it, it overall, or you're just not the biggest fan of Ezekiel? No, I love Ezekiel. Overall, I just wouldn't mess with it. I mean, just there's no guarantee that the guy you pick at 40 might not be a bigger star than the guy at eight. It's very close in the talent. Give level. everybody the names of the running backs that you think are a better value play later on than taking a running back that early. I mean, Derrick Henry, of course, Pro Size from Notre Dame would be very high up there on my rankings. You know, Devontae Buckner is a, a Booker from Utah. It's a lot like Ryan Matthews, who you have there already. Mm. You do have Darren Sproles and Ken John Barn. I don't know how many running backs Kenyon. the Eagle fans want. Yeah. Uh, so it to me, they just don't think they're featured guys. Yeah, Did you say I, I, I understand that. Did you say Kenyon Drake? Yeah, and Kenyon Drake would be a, another great pick there. Did you I say mean, Alex Collins? Kenneth Dixon from Louisiana Tech. Yeah, Alex Collins. Right, you can go down the list. Uh, of guys that I think I can look at and go, or, or the guy Jordan Howard from Indiana, where I can go, he could be a thousand yard rusher next year for your offense. Put him in. So, so why, why, when you have other positional needs, why go eight for running back? So it's kind of been a mishmash of the same names the last few picks. Right. We got a new one in the list. Uh. He's not the favorite, but I want to know who you think is. Number nine. The Tampa Bay fighting Jameis Winston, the Tampa Bay Bucks. And who's the guy that was? Who, 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 just give me, oh. who do you think the popular pick is? It's not, you got it right, he's number two. Uh, you got it right, he's number two. Yeah, who, who you <laughs> I think I was talking about? I don't know who you're talking about. Who is it, Kevin Dodd? No, Jack no, no, Tell, pick, pick the number one guy for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I messed it up. <laughs> who do you think the number one guy is for the Tampa Bay Bucks? You messed me up now. Vernon Hargraves. Vernon Hargraves yes. is number one and it was 39%. Number okay. two, right. Shaq Lawson right. at 14.9%. Buckner still hanging around in people's mocks at almost 12. Ronnie Stanley at nine. So we're seeing Buckner and Stanley yeah. at every pick right now in the bottom half of the top 10. Right. First time for a Shaq Lawson appearance at nearly 15%. Yeah. And I know you think that's ludicrous. This well, was I do. the I player I was second most excited for his appearance in the mock draft. I'm sure you can guess which the first one is, but Shaq, I was excited for your reaction. Well, I yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, Shaq Lawson is not a top 10 pick. Shaq Lawson, uh, I don't know if I would draft him in the first round. I think realistically, though, he's wow. somewhere between 25 and 45. I would be Is it because of his range. talent or, again, the depth of the position in this draft? Well, I mean, both? here's, here's a, one of the edge guys, right? I mean, but he is, to me, a notch below a Bosa. I think he's not even as talented as the guy on the other side of his own team, which Kevin is Dodd. Kevin Dodd. Right. Lawson's a very good player, but to say to go at number nine – uh, I think that's a big-time stretch. I mean, when you look at top 10 edge guys from the past few years, Shaq Lawson's not in their category. Mm. He's not in their playing You like field. Vernon Hargraves to fit in that Vernon, scheme? Vernon Hargraves would be a phenomenal pick for them there, yes. Uh, and you listen. I'm having a weird feeling that Jalen Ramsey's going to last to nine. That would be crazy, and that would be great if no, he was there for crazy. them. But I, I, w- I would doubt that. I'm just thinking of Jameis Winston wanting that to happen. All right, and now the fighting Gabe Gomez's, the 10, the New York Giants, big blue. They're on the clock, and with that selection, mock drafts have chosen. Which player do you think? Oh, I'm going to say mm, it's one of the offensive linemen. I'm going to say it's Stanley. Ronnie Stanley, the most ding, popular ding, ding. pick for the Giants. You're on fire. Almost 28%. Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott coming in two at 15%. Treadwell, the first time we're seeing him in almost 10%. Right. And Jack Conklin was actually tied with Shaq Lawson and Hargraves. Okay. But it's the first time that we saw Conklin, so I wanted yes. him on here. Right. But Stanley to 10, you don't even think the Giants should be drafted offensive I don't lineup. think they're desperate as everybody thinks they are. I mean, Stanley's going to be a right tackle he's probably a future left tackle a franchise left tackle so uh, to me they're not as desperate at the position you know listen do they could they use another edge guy or some other defensive lineman surely they can go a lot of different ways I think the Giants are truly one of the first teams we've seen where I could say what about Treadwell uh, tre- I, I think that's a way too high for Laquan Treadwell what about and I really Jack like Conklin him. Jack Conklin uh, I like him he is a pure right tackle I think number 10 is a little too high for him I don't even think I would go, you know my feelings on tackles. I think he is probably the fourth tackle. I would rather have Taylor Decker over Conklin. Uh, because so you I think, go Tunsil, Stanley, Decker, Right, Conklin. yes, yes. Uh, yes. So out of those, Stanley you like and yes. Zeke. Is it still too early for Zeke? I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't love Ezekiel Elliott at number 10. I okay. really don't. I right. love Ezekiel Elliott, but I, will, I don't want one in the top 10. I don't want one in the top 15, really. So Stanley would be one where you go, Stanley that's a great Stanley would be value. a great pick. I mean, then they're getting back to the old Giants, and they're going to just smash mouth football. Now we're getting to absurdity. Right. 
the Bears is when people's mock drafts fall apart. I don't know what they're doing. So on this website, it has pie charts. Right. And in the beginning, it's like three big pieces and four big. Now it's when we get to like 18 small pieces right. where people, it just falls apart. Who do you think the most picked player is for the Chicago Bears at number 11 Gosh. in mock drafts? Who, are the, who would people think the Bears Who do you need? think they'd take? Um, man. Five, four, three. I'm going to say Shaq two. Lawson. Sha- you're on freaking fire. <laughs> this, is, this is pretty incredible. This is unbelievable. Almost 20% of mock drafts has Shaq Lawson. It's the first time we're welcoming Sean Robinson to the party, coming in at almost 17%. Right. Ronnie Stanley, still there. I mean, Ronnie Stanley was from like four to now. I think all three of those, and everybody but Shaq Lawson has a better chance of being picked there, except so for you Shaq like, Lawson. So the last one I need to say, 11% for Leonard Floyd. So Sean, Ronnie Stanley, and Leonard Floyd, you like those. Le- Shaq Lawson, you do not. Leonard Floyd, first of all, is a th- true 3 4 scheme, one of the few basic pure 3-4 schemes left in football. They play 3-4 every play with Vic Fangio. Shaq Lawson has shown no ability to drop back into pass coverage and do that. So he doesn't fit that scheme. He does not fit the scheme, nor is he big enough or strong enough is to Is Aishon a good 3-4? Aishon would certainly work. He could be a 5 technique. You've seen him do I it. I just don't know if you think he's the number one inside guy. No, I mean DeForest Buckner is number one. Aishon deserves to be in the conversation regardless. He, I, I would not be mad if they went Aishon at number okay. 11 there. The interesting one there is Floyd from Georgia. Floyd could be Alden Smith. Now, I want to ask you this question. Go ahead. I got it from Twitter. Right. This is from Ryan M. on Twitter, Ryan McLean 42 Right. Why is Leonard Floyd considered a first-round talent? Right. Just don't see it. Yeah. I'm using that as a launch pad to, you think he's Alden Smith? Yes. Why? Well, he's, he's got, free, I mean, a freakish body. What, 6'6", six, six, what is he, 248 or whatever else. Uh He's got tremendous explosion off the edge as a pass rusher. The first thing you have to do is not ask why. You have to ask what were the Georgia coaches thinking with Leonard Floyd because why is he playing middle linebacker? That, that makes no sense. It's mind-boggling. But uh, he has legitimate ability off the edge as a pass rusher. Quickness, speed to power, uh, explosion with the first step to beat you around the corner. And then he is physical. That's why they played him at middle linebacker. He obviously was not – uh, scared to be in the trash yes. and fight What's that type weaknesses? of game. What's his weaknesses? Really, his weaknesses are just uh, the coaching staff, or or <laughs> basically you no. Know, if you want to just, I guess if you want to go with a weakness like Leonard Floyd, it's really just going to be we didn't get to see him consistently come off the edge all year you didn't long. See it. Can we do it? And guys like Deion Jordan from Oregon who That's got drafted. Say. Those people are gonna. Those people are certainly scary. Randy Gregory, that same type the of guy. The two forty eight. Did it look like he was playing at that? Or no, he less? probably looked like he was probably two thirty something. That's but scary, dude. He is a good football player. He is. He's better to me than Randy Gregory was last year as a total football player. And we talked about Randy Gregory going in the top twenty. So right. uh, I have no issues with that. So Ryan McLean, your question's been answered. Plus, if one of those corners is there, why is nobody talking about William Jackson to them? I, they could go number eleven. William Jackson yeah. could go number eleven. If Kevin Johnson can go to sixteen last year, William Jackson. Can I'm going to have 11. to stop you talking about Kevin Johnson because <laughs> Rich. What's their GM? Uh-huh. Rich. Uh, Mc, uh, de- yeah, that. no, Smith. Rick yeah, Smith. Rick Smith. Right. He f- up. Yeah. All right. That's <laughs> okay. not a, like a thing. He messed. He made a bad pick. Okay. All right. Get over <laughs> it. Uh, number twelve, the New Orleans Saints. Oh. The, who is the most popular pick in mock drafts for the New Orleans Saints? Oh, Where man. do you even begin with this team? I, I know. You're right. I, I'm. This is man. Is it Should Laquan be, Treadwell? I'm sorry. Damn. Laquan defense, Treadwell right? came in fourth. Laquan Treadwell came in just under 9%. The number one, Sheldon Rankins making his appearance at at nearly 34% domination. Right. Aishon in second, Shaq Lawson in third. You need me to look something up, Chris? No, I'm just looking at the list of players because I don't want to What do you think about Sheldon Rankins to the Saints at number 12? I think it's a little high for Sheldon Rankins. Why do you think he's being put there so much? Uh, Because Other than the senior ball, does he fit that scheme? And the senior ball, he jumps off film. And a lot of people don't know what they're looking at when they watch film, so they just go, oh, he's an athlete. He's 300 pounds. Let's put him in there. Well, I don't think and, – and listen, I, the more and more I go, and you've heard my stance from the start, so it's my original thought. But 
You better have a plan for a guy like Sheldon. You can't make him your defensive tackle all game long. You'll have the worst rush defense in football. He needs to be a defensive end probably on first and second down, and I don't think he's the type of guy you're going to be able to say, oh, he's your defensive end and he's going to get 15 sacks a year. No. If he's your defensive end consistently, he's really probably a guy that's like 6 to 12 sacks. So you see Sheldon Rankins better to go to a team that's more established, that has a line that you could fit him in. You need to play him in different positions. You can't just make him the three technique. Like, okay, we've compared him to Aaron Donald, but he's not nearly as strong or even as stout as Aaron Donald. And I would say Aaron Donald has just average stoutness for NFL three techniques as far as stopping double teams and right. things like that. So Ashawn would make more sense to A-Shawn you. Ashawn would make a ton of sense. I Shaq mean, Lawson there? I, I don't see it. Again. Okay. And then Laquan Treadwell there. Uh, I don't see it either. So Ashawn's the kind of guy. Ashawn is the kind of guy. If they wanted to even go Andrew Billings, if they wanted to go Jerron Reed, Vernon Butler. Could they go corner too? All two? those guys. They could certainly use some help. So at William corner. Jackson there could make William sense. William Jackson too. could certainly make sense as well. Yes, they have a ton of holes they can they are certainly another team that can probably just go best player available yeah they're going to be the ones that the whole draft changes at 13 because no one knows what they're going to do it could be and i gotta think they gotta go defense all right now to the pick that the eagles traded with the miami dolphins this is a tight race there is literally three percent percentage separating one and four who is the most picked player for the miami dolphins ezekiel elliott He's number two. He's actually tied for number one, so I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> okay. They're both tied at 14.9%, Zeke and Vernon Hargrave. So is that our first Alexander sighting? I think it this is our first. first Mackenzie Alexander and also our first Darren Lee signing. Right. sighting at 13.9. Uh, all four of those, rank them how you would want the Dolphins to take them. Well, well Hargraves would be the number one guy So there. Hargraves would be one. Right. And then who's two? Uh, two. Oof. They can, man, they could use Dur- Darren Lee badly as well. They need linebacker help there. Uh, yeah, I would probably go Hargraves 1, Darren Lee 2, Mackenzie Alexander 3. So it's still too early for Zeke. I mean, I'm not crazy about it. No, I'm not. I mean, you know my feelings about running backs. We're going to get to this in the Twitter. Yeah, We're but, going to but the um, Twitter. I won't be mad. What happened to Mackenzie Alexander? Why was he a top guy and now he's falling? Well, I think top-end speed is maybe an issue. I don't really know why it's so negative on Mackenzie Alexander. I think he is a really good man-to-man cover corner. And if people want to say production, you know, I've heard that too. Oh, he doesn't have a lot of interest. Well, yeah, he was the best corner on the team. you still have William Jackson ahead of Mackenzie Alexander, though? I do have William Jackson, yes. So, again, he would be another guy. In fact, I think William Jackson would fit more what Miami wants to do. They have a Cincinnati coaching staff. They have like guys like Dre Kirkpatrick. Long. Darquez Denard, a little more size at the corner position. We're going to go through 16 picks, and we're going to pick the rest of it up next week. So, we're on 14 now. Uh, love the Raiders because they can really do anything. Yes, they Because they kind of have guys all positions. Right. The most picked player for the Raiders in mock drafts, who do you think it is? Oh, man. The Raiders. Um, hmm. Most picked guy. I'm going to say that's – it's going to be Sheldon Rankins. It is not. Okay. It is actually Reggie Ragland. Oh. Nearly 22% making his first appearance. That's a good we one. We also had the first appearance of – Eli Apple at almost 14%. And then Jack Conklin and Mackenzie Alexander are tied for third. Right. You like Ragland, I love Ragland. Uh, Do you like him on that team? Because I feel like they have a ton of linebackers. Yeah, well, they don't really have a – Curtis Lofton's not there anymore. So they got Malcolm Malcolm Smith. Smith. And then they got – of course, Alden's not going to be able to play. And I'm missing somebody. Uh, whoever their other well, they have Bruce Irvin. Of and he's course, on the outside. Too. Yes, Bruce Irvin, Khalil Mack on the outside. So I guess you're right. In the middle, they don't have that, that true thumper. So do you think it could not only be um, uh, a Reggie Ragland, but maybe also Darren Lee? Yeah, like oh, yes. I the... think they need to stay away. They don't need linebacker as much as they need corner. So That's you would go corner. I would go corner. So, Whoever McK- so is there. Eli Apple was second, and Mackenzie Alexander was fourth. You would probably take William Jackson exactly over either right. of them. Yes. But of those other two, Eli and McKenzie, who fits their scheme Ooh, better? Oh, uh, really probably Eli fits better. Eli, it's Seattle's scheme, so they're they're going to want somebody physical to line a scrimmage. Eli or Artie Burns? Ooh, I like Artie Burns better than Eli. So, yes, I would go William Jackson if he's there, then Artie Burns. Uh, yeah, Eli and Apple. obviously if Hargreaves I like, but I'm not in love with Eli yeah, Apple. You're a little lukewarm on Eli Apple. I am. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh Welcome to the NFL Los Angeles. We've been missing you. So happy to have you back. The (laughs) draft will eventually be in your city, but for the time being, it'll be in Chicago. The 15th pick, the Los Angeles Rams. Right. Their number one is a guy we have not heard of yet. Who is it? Who? We have not heard of him. We haven't. He has not been a top four guy. 
Huh. I have said his name, but he is not a top guy. You have said his name, huh? L.A. Rams, who's number one? At a staggering 42%. Is it a corner? I'm not telling you. Just guess the name. Oh, it's Laquan Treadwell. It, it, I, we've said his name like eight times. Paxton Lynch, <laughs> number one at almost 42%. Treadwell at two, so you're not crazy okay. at almost 28 but our, this is where the wide receivers start. Yeah. Josh Doxson in third, Corey Coleman in fourth. But if they were to take Paxton Lynch at 15, too early or right around the right time? Well, I, I think it's a little early. I do. Because I, I don't think Paxton's going to necessarily be able to contribute to your team next year. I think that's dicey. And that's, that's again, where we're at a disadvantage. Because L.A. is going to probably play that quarterback right away. But so, they did say Case Keenum is the starter. To see, the, yeah, that's where meetings for him are going to come into play big time. I mean, just as far as how quickly you feel like he can make that tr- uh, transition. He is raw. There's no doubt about it. So uh, that's going to be more on the comfort level. The idea of Paxton Lynch is awesome. Uh, you know, Corey Coleman, I mean, they have Tavon Austin. It's the same exact yeah. guy. So Laquan Treadwell? Again, I, I don't think it's worth the top 15 Josh pick. Josh Dawson? I mean, Laquan Treadwell's going to get on the field, and he's going to go, damn. He's going to go, um, Kenny Britt's as good as me. So why would you need Laquan Treadwell? Yeah, it's interesting that they went quarterback and three wide receivers. The perception of the Rams is they're all defense with a, a hole at quarterback. They don't need O-line. They don't need but running back. But what's really back. funny is they just lost Janoris Jenkins. Right. They just lost Rodney McLeod. They right. just lost Chris Long. They just lost James Laurinaitis. That defense is not as stocked right. as you think it is. They could go Darren Lee there. Yeah. That would be make, make sense a lot to me. And then, yes, the secondary one again, whether they want to go to another corner uh, I don't think there's a safety there in play at that point no. yet. So they'll probably can think about that in the second round. But I think that makes most sense. Corner or a Darren Lee would make a um, lot Jeff of sense. Jeff Fisher's going to mess with us. And after taking Todd Gurley at 10 last year, he's going to take Ezekiel Elliott for no reason at 15. <laughs> All right, last one. And then we're going we're gonna to wrap this up and get to Twitter questions. The Detroit Lions yeah. at pick number 16. Mm. Who do you think the number one guy is Ooh. there, according to mock drafts? Gosh. We have two new names in this. Two new names. So could I'm going to say, could it be Treadwell? What's up? Could it be Treadwell? No. I, I mean, no I, I, he was certainly a name that went to Are my you, head. He's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's not. I don't think. <laughs> well, you didn't say that the top guy was a new name. You just said that there are two new names. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought he he's got his face like you're an idiot. No, um, no, I thought. No, I was, I was right though. Uh, Who do you think the number one guy taken that people have? Taken I'm going to say Church? it's a D lineman. I'm going to say it's Jerron Reed. Jerron Reed is fourth. Okay. And this is the first time that he's in our rankings. But number one is Jack Conklin Ooh. at almost 28%. Two is Taylor Decker right. making his first appearance. Three is Laquan Treadwell again. And then fourth is Jerron Reed. Jack Conklin at 16. What do you think of that value? Well, I, I think it's a little high for Jack Conklin. First of all, you know, if they want to go, would take Taylor I would go Taylor Decker there. Yes, I would. Because Decker, I think, can play left tackle in the NFL. I don't think Conklin is capable of doing that. But I look at Detroit more than anything, and I think they, they would oh – man, I would think they could go interior defensive linemen. And then another team that I look at and go, they could use some corner help as well. I mean, who are their corners? Darius Slay uh, and Mathis just retired. Yeah. So that would be an area where I would certainly be looking at. I'm not going to be mad at, them, mad at them if they go O-line, but wide receiver, I don't see that happening there at that yeah. point. Uh, they have Amir Abdullah. They got the tight end. O-lineman, I mean, again, you know, you took Lake and Tomlinson last year in the first round. You're going to go – And you traded for Manny Ramirez. Exactly right. So you're going to go back-to-back. Back. I'm not sure about that. I think they got to go interior D-line. I think what I'm seeing by looking at right. these mocks, if yeah. I'm going to, like, survey public opinion. Right. I'm seeing a lot of wide receivers going sooner than they probably Way should. Way too high. Everybody will. just thinks it has to happen. I'm not seeing any defensive of the lineman. depth at defensive line going at all. Jerron Reed's coming really late. Um, I'm not seeing, you know, the Kevin Dodds. I'm not seeing the Billings. I'm not seeing, um, you know, the other big-name defensive linemen that yeah. we've talked about. Uh, and Aishon, and you know, it's funny that the, all these things have Aishon. Aishon, I think... You know, uh, you know, I like Aishon. He's certainly one of the yeah. top three, in my opinion. But I think there's some people that go, no, I think Aishon's somewhere between 20 and 35. Interesting. So, uh, like I said, the, the biggest thing is, is, is going to be I'm, D-line in this uh, draft. Well, it's I was also going to say, what, what do we keep saying for each pick? Corners. There could be an early run on corners. There certainly you think could if be. If Ramsey goes early and then Hargraves gets picked up, right? And now it's a race to William Jackson, Eli Apple, Artie Burns, Mackenzie Alexander, right? Because after that, after a, that, there's two names that I think are in that category. Tell the yeah, and everybody needs to know this. But 
Yeah, there's two guys that are in their caliber as far as cover-wise. Kendall Fuller for Virginia Tech. He the, is, which who is made been made famous by Michael Thomas chopping him up in the first game of the year. Right. Get past that, you're saying he's a good player. He is phenomenal. Nobody was on an island more than Kendall Fuller. Nobody, nobody that I've watched at the corner position has been put more in tough spots with no safety in the middle of the field, and they're just basically like, hey, it's you and their best receiver all by and yourself. 50 yards. And 50 yards of width of space of a field, right. He has got great feet, great man-to-man cover skills. He certainly is in that conversation. And then the other guy that I – or two other guys I want to throw out. Rashard Robinson from LSU. He's got off-the-field issues, kid from Miami, 6'1", uh, 170, but he can really fly. He's Dominique rogers Camardi to me when I watch him on film. That's exactly who he is. And the other guy I'm going to throw out there, Will Redman from Mississippi State. Yes. Those are guys – that's your next-level guys, but I think they are somewhere between – 25 to 50 So there is talents. some depth. There is a little okay. depth there, All yes. right, then I take it back. But I do think the demand on those guys you mentioned is going to be high. I really do. Because if you really look at the teams at the top of the draft, it's a passing league. Exactly they right. They have holes at Exactly right. And there really are no top safeties. No. I know that you like Keanu Neal. Yes. I know that you like I um, love TJ Green, Green, right, as a guy that's sleeping. Carl Joseph I love. Carl Joseph and Ken O'Neill are first-round talents. Joseph, of course, has the ACL, so that's yeah. not going to happen. Ken O'Neill, if somebody took him at the end of the first, I'd go, I'm, I'm, I like it. Nice. I'm all for it. All right, so now we're going to do some Twitter Q&A. Uh, first one is Daniel Hunter. His Twitter handle is at DanLawHunter. It's not Daniel Hunter from the Minnesota Vikings. No, it's not. Okay. Uh, just oh, listen to, to episode count. 20 just after the 2015 draft. It was a class show, but does Chris take back some things he said about Gurley? Ooh. We've been wanting to do this. Right. We, 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 you bashed him, and I helped. Right. The well, Rams, and, and yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, uh, if my videos through the year, I was wrong. He certainly was better than I expected. There's no doubt about that. Yes. Uh, what happened that you weren't expecting? Uh, I think I think his long speed was more impressive than I thought. I didn't know he'd be able to go 70 and 80 you consistently. You also questioned, if I remember right, his vision. His vision, the, which I still would question a little because we watched games together this yeah. year. Like Green Bay, for instance, and we watched it. Was it was incredible that he would have 30 carries It'd be for like 30 70 for yards like, and then one for 70. Exactly right. So there's a lot of that. So, I, but, but nonetheless. So you're saying there's a possible sophomore slump for Todd Gurley, but he impressed the heck he out of impre- He's a physical specimen. There's no doubt about that. And, hey, yes, he is proving me wrong. The crazy thing is, is we saw Melvin Gordon at uh, the Super Bowl. Right. Snapchat. And, he, and we left, and Sims just went, that's why I took him, because he is so huge. He is what I thought he was in my mind. Right, he was. I was impressed. In fact, when I saw him, I was expecting Gurley to be bigger. And he wasn't. He was not. You're right. And then when we saw Melvin Gordon, I was like, holy cow. I He's just enormous. couldn't get over how big he is. And then when I saw Devonta Freeman, I went, I don't know how i tackle you because you are so <laughs> small and, and compact. Right. Yeah, and his neck was bigger than his head. He yeah. had that Takeo Spikes thing. Yeah. All right, next but one. But Gurley proved me wrong. He was definitely better than I'm glad Gordon. You can admit yes. it. Uh, next one. Good old friend of the podcast, Mark Bajant. Twitter is at 007 Sports. Hello, Recently Mark. engaged, my Recently dad. engaged. I like that him and Seahawks Scout, they're planning Seahawks a big party. Seahawks Scout and him are planning a bachelor party together, which we're invited to. Wow. It's going to be great. That's fun. Uh, so Bajant tweeted, uh, after a team has a grade for a player, do they look at media big boards to see where the consensus is so they know where they might have to draft them rather than waiting around? So he's asking, do teams look at all these mock drafts and see and listen to the news and all that stuff? Uh, they do. I-, I think certain guys are listened to. A, with a little more of a credible ear than others. Uh, and I think that's more based on um, people knowing the relationships maybe an insider has, right? Do people chart so, those relationships? Will they like have a picture of Mel Kuyper and be like, I know that he talks to him and talks to him and talks to him? And they're go, certainly going to be able, they're not going to have a chart or anything so on the board. There's no Fendrick spreadsheet. But yeah, there's no spreadsheet, but they're going to know. But yes, there might they be an SB Nation pie chart. Well, yeah. they're going to know like certainly in New England they they knew like some of the front office people knew like oh you know this team they they talked to Chris so that's probably pretty accurate they talked gotcha. to Mortensen so that's probably so, pretty but accurate. are they looking at mocks no not really no they are not looking at well, mocks. there's the one if it's like it's not like Pat Kerwin's there's some uh, rich something uh, down in the Dallas Morning News that right. puts one out like the week uh, like the week of the draft and he's like historically correct right I don't know. Okay. But yeah, I, I thought you were going to answer that and say, no, they never listen to the media. That's no, stupid. No, they're, they're listening. They're trying to gather as much information as possible just so they can make but it's, themselves it's more, more educated. it's more the connections. Yes, it's more about the connections. Okay. 
they're not listening to like big boards and like how they have people ranked. No, definitely okay. not. All right, last one. This is from Tyler Payne on Twitter. It is T Payne. Probably pie. I don't know what that means. Uh, what is your opinion on the Josh Gordon situation? And do you think it affects their draft plans? Ooh. I don't think it affects their draft plans because they're probably not caring about them. No, I would think Hugh Jackson's abandoned ship already on but Josh Gordon. But this is Gordon. your chance to, to talk about Josh Gordon. Well, I mean, he is a freak show. If you saw Josh Gordon in person, you just go, oh, my gosh, he's got such great size, and, of course, he's got unbelievable athleticism, and he still can't run a route just like he couldn't coming out of Baylor, but he can get 1,600 yards receiving. That's how awesome he is as a player. Yes. He still really has not been taught. Um, but – uh, man. The, all right. Well, this I this is a, th- I can just open the door on this forever. First of all, I mean we're talking about a receiver in Josh Gordon who's going to lose his career because of weed. So that's my first issue with it. Okay, I, I have an issue with that. We're going to lose our career because of marijuana. He's an idiot for one, and also the NFL's stupid for even testing. I that would be my other thing. The right? other so, the other issue is so the news came out right. that he failed this test. NFLPA said that they were going to investigate the leak, and I went, I went. That's the equivalent of being accused of stealing something, and said, "Who told you that?" Well, okay, no, answer the question. Did you steal something? Your thing is that's breaking the agreement, the collective bargaining agreement. The NFL is foolish. Sorry for my second uh, four-letter word of the day. But, yes, they are hypocrites. You break our rules, we're fining you. We're taking a game check. What? You're showing an inch, not, a, not a, an inch too little of your blue on your sock? $5,000 fine. Oh, we'll let some critical information of your life out that will ruin your life and your career? We'll go back and try to fix it if we can, but probably we'll... You were saying the NFL should be fine. The NFL should be fine. The NFL should have to pay Josh Gordon a game check or something like that. They should be fined $20,000 for every time the Wonderlick test gets revealed that's not supposed to be revealed or people failing a drug test, which is supposed to be confidential. So either someone within the Browns or someone in the front office uh, within NFL is leaking that information, they should be fined. I don't understand it. It's a bunch of crap because NFL players get fined for everything. Well, it's also interesting, too, that you think about the Kansas City Chiefs are being penalized a third-round pick because they had inappropriate con- like communications right. with Jeremy Macklin. Right. It is interesting when the NFL messes something up. But then again, they are the, the establishment. They yeah, are and the, I understand they're going to go, oh, well, the players agreed to the CBA. That's, that's, not, that's not a fair assessment either. I mean, you got players who are desperate who are going to be in the league for two years, and they need to get their money now, and they've come from nothing. So they're not going to be willing to strike and sit there for, for two years and sit out of football with making no money. Man. So the players are at a big disadvantage. I, just, I really hope Josh Gordon's not living with Johnny Manziel. Well, I it sounds like he true. is. I mean, stupid is as stupid does, and they yeah. seem together. I enjoy doing the mocks. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to pick it up. 17 is the Atlanta Falcons, right. who I think are in a very interesting position. We're going to finish up the first Shaq round. Lawson, the first one for them? Guaranteed. Shaq Lawson. Uh, I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> we're going to have to find out in next week's podcast, which is episode 60. Right. Uh, we're going to try and get Matt Miller on soon. Yep. We're definitely going to have Matt Miller on the week of the draft as we get closer. Right. We're obviously ramping up draft, and it's getting really exciting. Good sh- Uh Say goodbye. Peace out, homies. Uh, episode 59 in the books. Josh. It's been a pleasure. I hope I talked enough for you. This no, episode. you did oh, not. Oh, you know what? No. I forgot. What? As we get closer to the draft, there's one prospect right. that I think we really need to keep our eyes on yeah. because it's someone that's rising up draft boards. Um, and you know what? I just want to show the footage. What do we got? Oh, God. So this is a little-known prospect that went to the University of Maryland, uh, came from the hallowed halls of New Jersey. Ready, set, go. I just want to say that I won the bet. I did win the bet. This is uh, a young Josh Fedrick running the <laughs> that was a that was a five four three five uh, four three. Sam, Wait a second! Everything time, that I heard this was like a time. five six. Yeah. So no no no. The time that they set that they didn't think I could do it under was five six, and I ran it in five four three. I would just like to. And say, that was by the way at seven o'clock in the morning. No warm up. Khaki shorts. No coffee. Can I see it again? Yeah. Run times. it back. Just go on time. Cam. I yep, heard two times. Uh, one person screamed five four three. The other one screamed five four seven. Yeah. The lower time counts, Cam. No. No. The five four three counts. five four seven five four five. Let, let's watch it one more time. Uh, Sims, can you please break down the form and what you think of his overall speed? Okay, let's go. Let's break it down. 
I could have so much fun with this. All I know is that I beat the time that was set for me. So, what um, did you think you were going to run? Well, I knew I was going to run below a five six. I knew that. I can't wait to see the start. Um, it's kind of far. Your away. arm pump was pretty good. It was aggressive. <laughs> Thank you. The form fell apart right, though. Go. The last ten yards. All right, so give me a play by play. I mean, here he goes. It's pretty good. He's pumping, but now look, the arms are flaring out. The chest came out like, oh my gosh, this is forty. Oh man, yep, typical white Jewish guy running the forty right there. <laughs> there you know, we go. Just not many of those in the lack, NFL. I'll lack of gluteus maximus on the back no end legs there. And no ass. legs and ass. Uh, overall, was. what round projection would you put this huh. young Fedra? Un- oh, uh, I would draft him over Rich Eisen, that's for sure. So, you would? Yeah, I mean, he's more athletic than Rich. I think you did week. beat Rich, huh? Thank you. Definitely. Probably. Yes. That's great. I'm an athlete. What can I say, guys? But the feet started flailing out, and the arms started flailing out, and then the chest came out. I mean, 40 yards, and he couldn't keep the muscles together in time for that. He had a... Oh, I'm exhausted. Can we end this podcast, please? <laughs> All right, Frederick, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks that for having awesome. me. That was awesome. All right, Next Gabe, week, I'll be doing the bench. That was amazing. Gabe, stinky fingers, fantastic control room. You guys were awesome with all the graphics today. Much appreciated. And there is Cam. Everyone do the Fendrick. Everyone flail. That's awesome. All right, uh, in jest, do we have another surprise George in the house? What is George going to do? I don't know. Thumbs up. All right. George, and we got other people. Awesome. Oh, we're going live. We're going live. Oh, we're streaming live. Streaming live. Uh, We are so technical. Next week, episode 60. It's going to be awesome. Uh, We love you. Subscribe on on, uh, iTunes. You're starting to sweat. Yeah, I'm starting to sweat. Leave a comment. Hit us up on Twitter. Have a great day.